right, hello, welcome to Music Ally Focus with me, Music Ally's editor, Joe Sparrow. And in this very special episode, we're talking about Music Ally 6, which is a new annual global showcase, contest, and mentorship support program for early stage music startups. We've got two of the sponsors of that showcase, Emma Cordell from Fuga and Greg Pryor from Reed Smith, as well as Music Ally's very own Paul Brindley, who is organizing 6, to chat about what they consider to be the most exciting and innovative areas in music technology at the moment and offer some advice for applicants to help them stand out from the competition. Now, what is this Focus podcast? Well, Music Ally provides an analysis-rich and contextual guide to the music business, and each of these episodes analyzes one meaningful music business story, and this podcast is also going to be quick. It should take about the same amount of time as Robert Wells and Ken Bruce could hypothetically recognize 300 ABBA songs. They recognized 13 ABBA songs that were played to them in one minute in 2016. Now, talking of the winner taking it all, you, yes you, can apply to take part in Music Ally 6 right now. The URL uh, to take you to the page where all the full information and the application form uh, is is beneath this podcast. And if you don't want to look at it immediately, you can just memorize this. It's musically.com slash music hyphen ally hyphen six spelt S-I-X. And once you have applied, the six project sponsors will then select a winner in each of the, yes, six categories. Winners will then be invited to present as part of the Nylon Connect Conference in London in January 2023. They'll benefit from a mentoring program that helps them develop and grow and connect from the supporting sponsors and from Music Ally alongside other business and educational resources. And wait, there's more. All successful applicants to Music Ally 6 will receive complimentary free access to all of Music Ally's full subscription information services for at least one year. And that's for every member of those startups. So not just one complimentary subscription, uh, but one for everybody at the startup. And they'll be included in Music Allies Startups database. So phew, it's a no-brainer. Take part. Uh, The link is beneath the podcast. Okay, let's hop over now to the interview with Emma, Greg and Paul. So very happy to welcome to the podcast uh, Emma Cordell, Senior Communications Manager at Fuga, Greg Pryor, partner at Reed Smith and who runs the media and entertainment team there, and uh, my boss, Paul Brindley, CEO and co-founder of Music Ally, making his debut on the podcast. Welcome all three of you. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Great to have you. Okay, so we're here to talk about uh, music technology um, and the things that you're interested in in that space uh, in the context of the Music Ally six uh, that is coming up uh, very shortly. Now, Paul, let's start with you in that case. Can you explain to the listeners what Music Ally 6 is, what the idea is behind it, and uh, what you're hoping to get out of it uh, in the sort of bigger picture? Sure. Uh, but firstly, I do have to say I'm really pleased to be on this podcast. I've been trying to get on for a while, and I've yeah. finally made it. I'm a big I've, fan I've of been your... trying to keep him away for as long as possible, <laughs> folks, but... Uh... No, couldn't stop him this time. I, I do I do enjoy these podcasts. They're a great listen. Anyway, um, yes. So the idea of this, I mean, as you know, we have been operating some sponsored subscriptions for various segments of the music industry for a while now. And we've often thought that actually it'd be quite good to be able to offer this to startups. So we can basically make available our business information service free of charge to uh, to startups worldwide, but it didn't really feel like that was kind of enough in terms of you know a program because given the nature of the audience, you know there's obviously a lot more that we could do. 
Uh, and so having seen, having worked on for many years, Medem Lab, the uh, startup showcase, um, the start of Medem, uh, since its inception, and then you know that that stopped. It suddenly seemed like, well, actually, yeah, it'd be quite nice for us to do something along those lines. Um, so the idea formed of, of, of combining the two, so to speak. And uh, for that, we we really thought that it would be great to have some really good, strong industry partners on board. And honestly, you know, without um, blowing too much smoke here um, with Fuga and Reed Smith um, on, on, on this podcast, but with everybody else in terms of the partners as well, I mean, we've done so well in getting such great partners on board. And I think that's what really, you know, is, is key to, uh, to the attraction of this as well, is having such a wide range of partners. So the idea being that uh, ultimately six uh, of the applicants uh, across the six different categories, there'll be a winner in each. Um, they will get to present at uh, Nylon Connect conference, which will be uh, uh, which will be in January at the office of Reed Smith in, in London. Look out for further announcements coming soon on that one. That's going to be great. Um, and they would also benefit from one-on-one uh, -on -one mentoring uh, from each of the partners too. So I, you know, I like the combination of the fact that every applicant who is, you know, basically qualifies for the criteria, they will get our service for free, and that includes every employee of that startup. But also, you know, for the for the lucky ones that, that get through to the end, uh, there'll be a whole program of support um, where hopefully we can, uh, you know, we can do a, a little bit to uh, to help them in their. Uh, uh, in their business with the with the music industry. Yeah, yeah. So if if, you, if you're listening and you are a music tech startup uh, or you know a good one that should apply, there's a link next to the podcast uh, which will take you through to the page where you can make your application. And the as Paul said, the six uh, six categories including music creation and hardware, marketing, promotion, and direct uh, customer, live experiential and gaming, music education data analytics and tools and distribution and consumption so uh, something for everybody and as you said Paul you, they, they also uh, get to have connections with the, the, the sponsors and the people who are going to be able to sort of help uh, bring them along a bit afterwards uh, thanks Paul uh, well let's um, let's turn to Emma and Greg uh, because you are a part of Music I 6 and one of the things that I'd like to talk about is um, we've, we've reported on the editorial side here at Music Ally, uh, quite a bit about the sort of a little bit of friction between the music tech world and the music world in terms of how they connect and all sorts of uh, historic problems along the way, often to do with licensing, but not all to do with licensing. But from your perspective, what are the main problems you think that music tech startups face these days when they're trying to either navigate the music industry or connect with it, engage with it? You know, where is that friction? Um, Emma, let's start with you. So, yeah, I mean, I've got <laughs> got a couple of thoughts on this one. I think if if we look at kind of the problems that are already facing startups generally, you know, they're in an environment, first of all, where they need to be able to stand out. They have to be innovative. They need to make sure that their product works and, and kind of do it better than their competitors. And then you've got this issue of um, rising inflation. Um, you've got changing attitudes to investment post-pandemic. Um, pre-recession so you know big investors are more reluctant to spend cash uh, and those already invest investing are, are kind of wanting a, a quicker return so people I think are generally more careful with how they spend their money anyway um, and then there's this kind of glaring issue of 
socioeconomic barriers and disadvantages. So not everyone has that same access and ability to educate themselves on business and best practices. <clears throat> and then you add being from a racially minoritized community, you know, the barriers are just exacerbated even further. Um, and then when you add the music industry into this or music tech, you're navigating quite a niche area. So, you know, the industry is still trying to kind of modernize how it, for example, uses and shares data, which is often quite crucial for startups, isn't it? You know, they need transparent data in order to excel. Um, you know, they might not have built or met their audience yet. So they're pretty much starting from scratch in a sense. Um, and then you're kind of entering into a marketplace where the majority of your client base, for example, artists, you know, they aren't necessarily making enough money to pay for your services or for subscription fees. Um, and that's not even to mention that, you know, the music market, the music tech market is incredibly saturated and there's just competition everywhere, um, especially following this great kind of period of, of resignation during lockdown and, and after lockdown where, you know, people started to create side hustles, uh, people were leaving their jobs to start new ideas, um, find new pathways to create value. So there's all of that involved. And I guess the final point really is, you know, how do you market yourself in a creative industry? So, you know, if you're trying to market an accountancy tool for artists, how do you market that in an exciting way? Um, so yeah, the music industry is, is filled with gatekeepers. So all of the issues that kind of startup space generally, it's kind of amplified, isn't it? When you're navigating a niche industry such as music. Gatekeepers upon gatekeepers, the uh, the, uh, yeah. the dream. Yes, uh, thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks, Emma. Uh, Greg. What, what, how do you see it? You, know, what, you you deal with startups in perhaps a different capacity. Um, what 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 do you see as as the friction between the music tech world and the music world? I think it, I think Emma's just scared me vastly from ever being a startup. Um, yeah, look, <laughs> I, I think everything. I agree with absolutely everything Emma said, and in fact one of the hardest things is that there's just that access question because if you it depends which part of the music industry you want to engage with but i agree it's deeply competitive space and often we come across early stage companies that underestimate the level of sophistication and funding and expertise they're going to need to stand out so, you know, they'll arrive with a really good idea and you'll say, okay, that's a fantastic idea. How much money, how much time, what do you need to get that to execution? And then it starts to become quite difficult because you realize, okay, well, that's not been quite thought through to the extent it needs to be. So that I think is quite, it's quite a difficult thing. The other thing is on the access question, I think to be fair, the rights holders are more open now to innovation than they have been in many years because they've seen the early stage companies can become massive players in the music industry. So Spotify is obviously the best example. SoundCloud is another one. And, and that's not purely on the distribution front. And there's a lot of M&A and acquisition activity, which means sometimes these companies will become part of a bigger company very quickly. So if you look at Juke Deck as another example of a company that we knew from the early stages got bought very quickly. So all of those all of those things mean there's a really positive because the, the space receives a lot of investment, because there's a lot of MA activity, because there's the possibility to have a bigger company that will help you grow, it's attractive. 
But as Emma said, that access point is one of the hardest things. You must, you're obviously looking to try and find uh, on, on, in both of your companies, really good startups to work with. So what are you hoping to get out of the experience? What are you looking for from it? Um, Emma, let's go to you again. Let's, let's, uh, let's again. <laughs> um, right. Well, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, this is a fantastic initiative. And I think, it, it, well, I know Fugo at its core is, is a music tech company. Um, and we're kind of dedicated to, to bringing about that next generation of um, technologists. In the music industry, you know, we want technology to to continue to improve and evolve in the business. And I guess as we act as kind of innovators ourselves within music distribution, you know, in the same vein, we want to encourage more startups in the industry as a whole because startups bring to any industry quite, you know, a fresh lease of life to that industry. Um, and you know, Fuga has has actually is grown quite significantly in the last few years, and so we have a team of of industry experts who who are super excited to to be working with startups and to mentor and support the people behind them. Um, and also, I guess another key point really is that at Fuga, we're well, and for myself personally, actually, I, we feel it's it's really crucial to increase the the spectrum of diversity and inclusivity of the music industry in general, especially the tech world. Um, and we're really keen to work with partners who provide opportunities to make this happen. So we really hope that this initiative really drives applications from a fully diverse range of people. Mm, yeah, for sure. Um, Greg, what, what about you? You, you, you must, you know, we, we, you have a lot of experience in this space. You work with a lot of music tech startups. So, what are you hoping to get out of uh, um, Musicali Six in the in the way that it's kind of focused into these six areas, maybe, or that what kind of what kind of companies you're looking to uh, get out of it? It's so exciting when you meet a company with really big ambitions and and an idea that they're going to change things, right? So I would love to meet companies with a huge idea. So in the early days of working with companies that became big i remember meeting the last fm founders and they said that we found this way to recommend music to people that nobody else is doing and you think okay wow that is all the soundcloud founders and they said we're going to change the way that sound is managed and they did they were really careful about that sound it became much more music but in the early days it was sound we're going to change where the sound is distributed and managed on the internet you know, Spotify, when they came out, hey, we're going to compete with piracy. The whole thing was music is going to be free because it's free anyway. I know the music industry, it's free, but that was the that was the early days of these companies. So being involved at the early point where it's an idea and there's some execution involved, that's what excites me the most. Sometimes, you know, I, do, I write about a lot of these music tests, and I, think I, and I sometimes think there can't be any big ideas left. Uh, but then, like, oh, but then one comes no. along, doesn't it? No, but I'm saying, but then it comes along, doesn't it? So how do you like? Is, is this what this is good for? Because it sort of it helps weed out or, or weed in, if you like, these these big ideas. A hundred percent. When you when you someone says, you go, oh, hang on a minute, that is actually a genius idea. Or sometimes I've had startups where I think, oh, that will never work. So Voicey, when we sell Voicey to Snap. Initially, you know, the founders came. I said, "What are you talking about? There's no no one's going to want to compose music together on the internet. You, you're crazy." And they were totally right. So I think that that's the exciting part. Mm. Hey, there's an innovation. There's something new, and we're going to go after it 100. percent I love that. 
yeah, to, just to butt in, Joe, to my mind, that is the most important thing. I think the idea, the originality, that, you know, that, that's what we're looking for above it. So don't, you know, anybody out there that's thinking, well, I'm not really that advanced just yet, and we haven't really made that much progress, and no, that's not so important. What's really important is, is a great idea. And obviously, with the kind of people that we've got here to help out as well, you know, I'm sure we can, we can help accelerate those ideas with the kind of context we've got. Yeah, so really, if you've got an early stage idea, this is the great opportunity to, you know, to to, to learn if it is a great big uh, game changer. I guess by by going through this process, um, competition is rife in music tech. Um, there's a lot a lot of companies out there often competing or seemingly competing for the same part of the pie. Maybe maybe they're not, but they seem to be. Um, what tips would you give to startups, perhaps applying to six or uh, or just just existing? to differentiate themselves from the competition? Um, and, and, and how do you factor that into perhaps how you would select the companies? You know, Greg's just mentioned that he wants people with great ideas, you know, clear ideas. Emma, what, what would you, how do you look, how do you recommend differentiation? That's, that's a difficult thing to do, isn't it? Mm, yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, <laughs> it's the age-old question, really. I think, I think it's, it's really important to have a really good kind of refined roadmap, if you like, of where you're going and what your vision is, um, you know, know your audience, uh, be able to, or, or actually, you know, at least be able to define your audience clearly and, and show in, in your application, I guess, to, you know, how your product or service really solves a problem. And actually, you know, going back to what Paul said, and I think Greg mentioned it, you know, it, I don't think it's necessary to be governed or, or restricted by what's fashionable or trending. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the simplest of ideas, you know, has been mentioned, can be a massive solution to a huge issue in the music industry. So, you know, I definitely, you know, mention that. And also, sounds a bit abstract, but really have confidence and belief in your product and be committed to the value that your idea is creating. Because I, I, I do think that comes across in applications as well. Um, and I guess when it comes to kind of the winners and the end goal, I guess it's it's kind of all of above, all of the above really would be looking to to sort of see that real clarity of vision, um, a commitment to that vision, and also like a clear and sustainable marketing plan. Um, how does this provide a solution to your audience? How will you commercialize it? I mean, I know it, it is quite a lot to ask for, but you know, we'd really and I'd really like to see people and companies have the best, most sustainable career. And I think that's kind of the best way to go about it. Yeah. And of course, being part of the program is to, to, to flesh that out if it's not fully there, isn't it? Exactly. Uh, which is, so yeah. you, you don't have to have everything in place. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, Greg, what, what about you then? I mean, it's, you know, how, how do you, you, you mentioned there about looking for those ideas that are clear and like, you know, sort of maybe game changing, but also some ideas are just great ideas that are not, enormous you know that they they are good solid ideas how do you choose how do you figure out which ones are which yeah well emma kind of spoke about this earlier which i agree with is the music industry does have i say this as a mid-40s white guy but i mean the music industry does have a problem with diversities and, and having people who come along from different walks of life with different ideas is essential to the ongoing vibrancy of the industry. So I find sometimes when you see people come along who are not necessarily the kind of archetype of what you would expect from a startup founder, that that can be just as interesting and exciting 
because their perspectives are very different or their thought process and the way they look at things are very different. So I think that as we see people come through, if someone walks in in the room and you think, oh, well, you're not what I expect for this. Well, the, the, A, there's a problem with the assumption there, but B, actually, you could just see that some people can carve through things in that different perspective. So it's not, as you say, it's not necessarily a big idea. It can be looking at something from a different perspective. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting idea because we, we, we often sort of obsess on the technology part or the business part, right. part but actually it's it really is about the, the, the people as well, isn't it, in there, in that mix. Um, what sort of areas of music technology do you, are you sort of personally very uh, interested in at the moment? What's really sort of exciting you, um, Emma? What, there's, a, there's a lot of things going on out there. <laughs> there is a lot of things going on. <laughs> what am I truly excited about? I mean, to be honest, actually, you know, obviously not to necessarily bring Fugger back into it, but of course I'm going to, you know, marketing, for example, marketing services, you know, has been quite a substantial part of of our offering uh, within tech as well. And I think I'd be really excited to see, you know, new ways for artists to interact and engage with fans. Um, I think that's really important at the moment. And actually kind of going back to data as well, um, you know, everything in the industry is underpinned with data. Um, and we're still going through it, you know, the music industry is still going through this kind of, I guess, industrial revolution with regards to the way that we use data. So I think it would be interesting to see, it'd be really keen to see anything that kind of helps work towards a unified approach to, to metadata that could really move the industry forward. Um, That's the golden ticket, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, and, and as yeah. you say, the idea of uh, director-fan relationships, artists are really loving that at the moment and anything yeah. that could uh, make that interesting would be fascinating. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great. Thanks, Emma. Uh, Greg, same thing to you. Um, what 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 is floating your boat at the moment? I like. I mean, I think it's getting your music heard, promotion, and being able to push you know, the the level of releases and just the amount of music that's out there is making it really, really challenging to get your music heard. Anything around promotion and around pushing your music is exciting to me because I think that that is, you know, the future for many early stage companies who want to kind of make a splash. The other thing, and I know it's so tired and boring and it's probably unfashionable now, but I do think the Web3 has tons of application. And if you could see that, that those technologies are going to become much more prevalent, they are developing really quickly. You've got this not in music, especially in finance. Look what's happening in finance. You've got this whole strata of companies and startups that are just really challenging the way that things are done. And it'll be interesting to see that happening in music. There's a few companies, but there's more to be done there. Yeah. Paul, I saw your eyes light up when we mentioned Web3. No, uh, what, what are you particularly interested well, in? Well, I thought, I thought it was quite funny that Greg was saying we're all kind of bored by it already. <laughs> because I mean, still, in many ways, it, it's quite the early stages. But I, yeah, I, I would highlight that as well, by the way. And, uh, and I would just say, because we thought about this and we thought, oh, maybe we should have a Web3 category. But then if you look at the kind of applications that you might get within that, they're going to be so broad, they're going to be so dark, well, I hope they are anyway, that actually they fit in more in other categories. So we, did, we just thought, actually, look, it doesn't really work like that. Let's concentrate on the functionality. Uh, and that's why I think we, we, we're likely to have companies that might be Web3-like in, in certain instances, but that come across various categories because it's all about, well, what functionality do they, do they actually perform? 
And actually, in that regard, by the way, I mean, that would be why my tip would be, uh, you know, try and do one thing really, really well. Try and solve one problem in a great way, rather than trying to solve the, the entire, you know, music industry's problems, which a lot of, I've seen a lot of applications in the past that, that you know, that, that try and do that. And make sure you're solving a genuine problem. You know, there's nothing worse than sort of the idea of, oh, look at this amazing technology thing that it can do this, but actually, uh, and yeah, does anyone actually want to do that? You know, not a solution in search of a problem. Yeah, that's that's a truism, isn't it? That actually, you could you, becoming narrow in your focus is often the path to success, and just there's still a huge market yeah. down that narrow path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there we go then. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there's, if if that has wetted your whistle and you want to uh, apply uh, for Musicali Six, the application link is just below the podcast, and uh, all the full information is there. It'll take you about three minutes to apply, and a lifetime of opportunities await. So uh, thank you very much to uh, Emma, Paul and uh, Greg for joining us here on the podcast. Can we just add, Joe, that the, that the deadline is uh, Monday uh, the 19th of September. So hurry up yes. and get those applications in. It's yes, coming get through. them in quickly. Uh, and uh, hopefully uh, you three will be up to your knees in great applications to <laughs> sift through uh, after that time. Okay, uh, thank you very much, all three of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So there you go. What are you waiting for? Uh, there are six categories, but only two criteria that you need to fulfil to apply. And those criteria are this. Your company must have been founded since the 1st of January 2017. And the headcount at your company should not exceed 200 individuals. You probably do fulfil those criteria. Please note there's a deadline looming. It's Monday the 19th of September. So get your applications in and uh, get in the mix. That URL, uh, the webpage with all the information and the application form is right next to this podcast. Or if you like typing in things manually as I read things out quickly, it's musically.com slash music hyphen ally hyphen six. That's S-I-X. There you go. And that's it. And so from me, Joe Sparrow, until next time, farewell. <laughs>